Breezy. Mo's nose. Peachy, it's about that time, everybody turn your TVs on The Moe's Nose, Peachy, Breezy, and Fedegon They keep it nitty gritty when they bring you nine to talk We two gorillas, silver back, nah, silver hoes You know it's busting, good discussion, cause we get it in Every time, you know we grinding, I was eight to ten We always play to win, the faithful going hard It's Wayne, Breezy, Peachy, Moe's Nose, and Fedegon Let's get it Nitty gritty, it's the line is tall. Don't like it, better take a walk. Nitty gritty, it's the line is tall. We outline players up and chalk. Nitty gritty, it's the line is tall. Don't like it, better take a walk. Nitty gritty, it's the line is tall. Line is tall. Nitty gritty, it's the line is tall. Nitty gritty, it's the line is tall. Nitty gritty gets the Niners talk. What's going on, everybody? The nitty gritty Niners talk crew is in the building. My voice is just not back as of yet. I'm still working on it, man. Still recouping. We got Mose, we got Peachy in the building. What's going on, family? Mose still jamming. Peachy, what's going on? Are you on mute or? I can't hear you. Check, check, check. Can you hear me? I can hear you. So, Moe's, how you doing, man? What's going on, man? How, how's things over there? Just chilling? Man, um, I was contemplating whether or not I wanted to do this. I don't want to serious out too early, but um, I had just been reflecting on some things the past couple of days. Um, and, I mean, I'm in I'm in a good spot. You know, some conversations that my wife and I have been having, just understanding where we are and how far we've come. Um, and then, you know, hearing stories of other people, some success stories, uh, some people willing to vent and just, you know, reach out to me about what's going on and the fact that I could be a helpful ear to people. Um, the song I was jamming to before we came on is a song by Common. And the song says, don't forget who you are. And the hook, it says, um, you're blessed with it, baby, so marvelous. Um, no one like you, just look around. Yeah, you're too strong to turn around. So for anybody out here who needs to hear it, you are blessed. You are marvelous. You are beautiful. There is no one like you. If, if nobody's ever told you, Moses telling you right now. There's nobody like you. Look around at the people that are around you and understand your worth, understand your value, understand that there is nobody like you. And what you have to offer to this world is enormous. I don't know why I just got emotional, but man, it's deep. Give me a second. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you feel her. <laughs> got you. Mose had to take uh, take a second away from the from the camera for a minute, but he'll be back. Peachy, what's going on? Okay, so what I was trying to say was that um, this Monday was kind of crazy. Uh, we like they start tripping like anytime we have like a short week. And this week we only have four days that we're working because mm -hmm. we're off Friday and Christmas Day. So it was hectic, but I made it. For a minute there, I wasn't sure that I was going to be on time, but I was. So. 
we're good. And I tried to stay in a good mood all day because of how awesome our 49ers are doing right now. And I watched like a lot of, of YouTube TV today so I could like see what the media was thinking and all these different things like this. Even laughed a little bit with some funny stuff on Twitter um, or whatever. You got people saying that they're trying to start a race war. It's like, man, we're just like, it's just to be funny and, you know, hilarious, whatever. And so anyway, we have all that going on. So <laughs> it's still funny, though. And um, but, yep, just uh, that's what I'm doing. December's a rough month for me anyway. So I'm just trying to keep my head up and, you know, just keep things kind of going positive. So I'm literally just trying to find stuff to make me laugh or put me in a good mood because December's always a crazy month. I lost both my parents um, around that time frame. So therefore that's what I've been trying to do and to make the best out of, you know, just trying to be as joyous as I can in this moment. So, so we're going yeah. on, but yeah, definitely praying for everyone. Um, always. We're all a family. So, you know, and when we have, have something the way that the nitty gritty family comes together is just like, I've never seen anything like that in my life before. So yeah, we're all family and we love each other very much. And, um, that's just the way that it is. And, um, I know there's other people that, you know, also have some loss that they suffered in December as well. So my prayers go out to all of you and everything, but, um, we all going to get through it just like we do every single year and we're going to keep pushing. So that's what we're doing. And at least my 49ers are doing really good. So <laughs> at least I have that. So I'm not depressed with my Niners. That's, that's the only sports team that I want to talk about is that one. So 49ers and anything else go by the wayside. Oh, so you don't want to talk about the Lakers now. No. They done won that chance. <laughs> they done won that the end season. I told I told you she wasn't nope. gonna talk about that. Y'all was giving me crap. I knew it. Mm-mm. I know, I know. Anyway, uh it's good to have you guys here. It's good to be back here uh on a Monday night talking 49ers talk. You know, we yes. don't really get a chance to do the overreaction show because of endeavors that I have going on outside of, of stuff. And so mm-hmm. this is kind of where we could come. We can overreact. We mm-hmm. could uh, talk about what we saw from everybody's vantage point. Yep. Shout out to all the Breezy Bunch members out there. We truly appreciate it. I tried to show you some love, some screen time love. I hope you guys understood. Uh, shout out to all the subscribers to the channel. Thank you so much. We got Seahawks fans in here. You know who we don't have in here? We don't have cowgirl fans in here. That's what we don't have in No cow <laughs> in the building. None. <laughs> the heifers have left the building. That's funny, right? right? Because, you know, <laughs> man, I can't find one. Like, I was searching today. I was you like, yo. I haven't been able it? to find them at all. Um, I looked up under, like, the rugs. <laughs> Maybe we're going to try to try to find them. But Stephen A. Smith said it best, though. He said it again, that they're like cockroaches, <laughs> that they scatter. You can't find them whenever it's be but when they But when they win, <laughs> right, they, but they're they get, all gathered together like this. They're going to get them crumbs. Right. I see I see Bishop <laughs> in the building. What they Where they at right now is they in a secret place. Ah, they 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 in they the in the upper prayer room. <laughs> <laughs> they, they are they are praying. 
that Jalen Hurts doesn't play. Yep. And that the Seahawks find a way to get a win at home. They are. <laughs> they have been in consistent prayer. Consistent. <laughs> yes, they have. Since yesterday. Please <laughs> let him continue to be sick, God. I normally don't ask for sickness. I ask they, for they, healing. They called out a, they called out a work. <laughs> they, they did not show up. They didn't any appointments. They canceled them. Listen, they have been in prayer. Yes. I ain't heard from family members. I haven't heard from my friends. No group texts. No, yeah, I haven't heard from any of them. I haven't heard from none of my family. Like, I haven't heard from nobody. I mean, when Stephen A. said that they scattered like whenever no, they it's lose. Been so quiet. It's been so quiet, the crickets quit. Dad. <laughs> they was like, bro, I ain't doing all, I ain't doing And they only got one job. That's it. The crickets was like, man, I, I quit. <laughs> wow. Um. Yeah. Well, yep. look. Sun, uh, Monday night football, you got the Seahawks, you got the Eagles. I mean, I'm not going to tell you who to root for, but, um, I mean, it's, it's you know, to each they own. Um, you know, just don't, you know, minus, I want the Eagles to lose three straight. That's what I want. So they can get the taste of what it's like. Because they swore they were like top-notch, top yeah. motherfucking flight shelf of yeah, right. and 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 now they're trying to say, well, we got injuries, really? Because when the <laughs> Niners lost three straight, and we used the injury card, which we try not to, but it's hard to miss Trent Williams. He, he ain't out there, right? Mm -hmm. It's hard when Debo Samuel's not out there, and when you're running back, the best running back in the league got bruised ribs. It's hard to say they're not playing, but you know they didn't want to hear that. But now. The excuses are in there. Oh, Jalen Hurts is sick. So if they lose tonight, Jalen Hurts, you know, he he's sick and and the team isn't right. Man, you can miss me with that. They better go out there and take care of business because Seattle, Geno Smith is playing and they're gonna try to win this game. They try they compete against the Rams. I could tell you that right now. They trying to get into these playoffs. For sure. Okay, so, so I think that Drew Locke is starting. I think uh, Geno is active. He's active. Yeah. But they haven't made a decision on whether they're going to start the game. <clears throat> I just said he was playing. I didn't I didn't say he was starting. But, hey, right. at the end of the day, Drew Locke looked pretty darn good even against was, the Niners. I was fixing to say they might be better off going with Drew Locke, man. Drew Locke was out there tearing it up. <laughs> For a second, I'm like, come on. Don't let this be a Jared exactly. Stidham game. <laughs> but, look, guys, here's the good news, right? Mm. The 49ers have clinched the NFC West Again. Back to back. Okay. They're going to look for the, the sweep, the 6-0 and uh, at the end of the season. Ladies and gents, we don't play the Rams to the last game uh, at the end of the season, so they'll look to sweep then. But the San Francisco 49ers are out there taking care of business, standing on business. Mm -hmm. Now, for those that watch this game, uh, I know most – when he sent me a text message last night, he was like, Breezy, I know you're working, but we got to talk about this because this ain't it. And I'm like, yo, you can have the whole form on Monday night because we put up 45 points, but it was a weird, it'd be weird. It'd be weird. It don't, it, it don't, let me ask you to this. Did y'all feel at any point in this game that, you that we we might not win this game. No. Okay. Peachy. 
No, I'm just. So um, even when we were losing, I was super confident. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just um. Anyway, I'm sure that Mose has the same gripe about the game that I did. So I'll leave that to Mose. But um, I I never thought that we were gonna lose it. I just thought it was just gonna be a lot harder than it had to be. But it, that's that's weird that y'all say that because, like you know, as I'm trying to keep up with everything, it still seemed like the 49ers were dominant and that they were in full control, even though they didn't control the time of possession, they didn't have as many offensive yards, they didn't have as many offensive plays, but they still look dominant. They still look like the dominant team. So it's it's weird. We'll get to it. Let's 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 start with with uh you know let's let's get the bell going. Shout out to the victory, the 49ers. Again, they have clinched. Um, you know, and and that 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 you know when Brock Purdy talked about it and and the teams talked about clinching, you know, Fred Warner had the best statement in my opinion when he talked about clinching, uh, the vision the division, and he said, you know, guys, you better cherish the moment. You know, because you never know if it's going to happen again. And then he kind of like beat himself up about that and was like, he he didn't like that he said that because he said that he wants to make this clinching the division a standard. Mm-hmm. Like this is what you do. If you want yeah. to get through the West, you got to beat the best. Right. And the best are the San Francisco 49ers. How you guys feel about that statement, uh, Peachy? I feel that he's absolutely right. And I'm glad to actually hear it because it is the standard to like the 49ers should expect every single year to, to win the division. And it, and that should just be how it is every single year. And the mentality that this team has now is just amazing because um, what's his name said. And I don't know whether you're going to bring this up, but whoever was talking about that, they're tired of these shirts. (laughs) Or Dre Greenlaw. Yeah, that they don't that that he's tired of these shirts. He's ready for another shirt. He's ready for that Super Bowl winner shirt. And that to me um is definitely what we're striving for this season. It's just glad that a lot of, of the players are mentally there because I know in the past that you know, some of the play, um, the players are, you know, like, yeah, you know, it's Super Bowl or bust for us and all this or stuff, or whatever. Just a bunch of talking. Um, but you can feel it. Like, you can literally feel it. In, and the players can, too. And whereas, you know, Kyle would be like, oh, you know, calm down. We're not going to, you know, we know what this is. We know that we're the best in the NFC. And we know that at the end of the day, that's what's expected out of like all the other teams are looking at us like, yeah, you guys are expected to go to the Super Bowl. And that's just all there is to it. But it starts with winning the West, of course. And they're right. Like that should just be the standard like every single year that you should just do that. So that's that's just one of the small steps. But they also said, you know, that that's not what they're they're satisfied at. That that's cool and all. And, you know. Like, we should be used to that. Remember how people used to say that about the Patriots, how they used to say, you know, the Patriots just win the AFC East, like, every year because it's just what they do? That's that's what is now becoming a staple of the 49ers, is that you just win the NFC West every year. That's just what you do. 
And that's how I look at it as. And I think Breezy on, I don't know if it was on the Wayne Breezy show or whatever, because, you know, he shows today or Bleacher, wherever it, it was where you were talking about that this kind of like reminds you kind of of the Patriots when they did that because and but that's the mentality. It's like everyone on the Patriots like believed that that's what was going to happen. And that's just what happened. And I believe that with the 49ers, I just believe that it's just there that they all like mentally believe that. And they're all striving to do that. And you can tell by the way that they're that they've been dominating teams and everything. The old Kyle Shanahan led team would have, you know, been playing conservative. You know, they would have been doing all this stuff. They would have been trying to back off this and do this and this. And there's just none of that anymore. We try to go out there and make a statement in every single game. It doesn't matter who we play. We're out there trying to make a statement. And you can just tell. And that's how you get your dominance to where other teams fear you. Because nobody wants to play the 49ers right now. They just don't. They're probably looking at that thing like, oh, man, nobody wants to do that, especially not at home. They definitely don't want to do it like in in um, at Levi's. They just don't. So anyway, yeah, I'm just feeling really good about this and everything. But, yes, definitely the NFC West is definitely um, becoming the standard, and it's going to stay the standard. And the 49ers are, are going to strive every year in the first thing to do that, to, to conquer the West. So. Uh, Moe's Peachy talked about uh, the 49ers mentality. Um, I want to talk about the 49ers physicality uh, because there are a bunch of injuries that are starting to pile up. And you can have the mentality, uh, but if you don't have the, the right able bodies there, um, it could hinder uh, the, the play of, of the team. So, Moe's, uh, we're going to go through this injury report. You and I, my brother, and we're going to go through some of these injuries that happened in the game and that have already been sustainable for the 49ers up until this game. So let's start with Kalia Davis, who left the game with a high ankle sprain. Um, they don't have a, t- a current timetable on this, Moe's, but this is one of the the depth pieces that uh, started to see a little bit more reps, you know, uh, you know, once the injuries happen to the starting defensive tackle. So let's talk about Kalia Davis. If he's out, uh, like this is another plug that we're going to, or another piece in the cog that we're going to be probably missing for two to four weeks, in my opinion, on a high angle sprain. Yeah, I think at that point, you know, I think you mentioned last show that maybe we need to reach out to some of these veterans out there, but mainly a Dominican Sue. Um, and I, and I think at this point you have to go that route. Um, and I know we'll get into the game later, but from what I saw (laughs) from this backup interior, um, yeah, give me one of these veterans who got that grown man strength, who got the experience. That's all it was um, most because it was those two things, bro. I, I, I saw Kalia Davis on the ground way too many times for my liking yesterday um it was bad so you know don't want to kick him while he's down i know he's got the high ankle sprain Mm-mm. but i was telling my a professional football player and i was telling mike on no harm no foul today that he can't be on the ground because he took out his other man and then miss tackle miss tackle miss tackle, tackle yeah We'll get to the defense, I promise. But I get it. So, 
do you do you think it was playing against playing against the Cardinals might have been a bit much for him uh, because he's not just rotational. He had to. They still rotated the tackles, so don't get it twisted. But yeah, I mean, um, the way that that offensive line is built, I think they want more power blocking than finesse blocking. They want guys who are maulers. That's why you have a a, a Will Hernandez. You know, you, you go get him from the Giants. Uh, the the backup center that Froholt dude. I just know he's strong. <laughs> he may not be very technically sound, uh, but he, he he definitely was strong. I um, mean, he was moving moving some of those guys out of the way. Um, so I I think one that's part of the experience that Kalia Davis needs. You know, I, I think you know he'll take that back and work on his technique. He definitely knows he's got to he's got to stay in the gym. He's got to build that core functional strength. Um, you know, to be able to do some of the things that he does without getting overpowered. Um, so I, it, at least at minimum, you could chalk it up as a, as a learning experience for him. For sure. And like you said, we're not going to beat up on him while he's down. He's got the high angle sprain, so he's going to be out. I would probably say about two, maybe two to three weeks, two to four weeks, depending on how severe it is. Diamandro Lenore left with a rib contusion, so he had a rib injury uh, a little later on uh, toward the end of the game. Not sure if you uh, uh, like if that's going to be something that might hinder the the defensive backfield. Uh, but Aaron. Aaron Arms, Eric Armstead, Oren Burks, Ross Dwelly, Elijah Mitchell, and Javon Hargrave are uh, going to be monitored day to day and closely. So hopefully those guys, I'm expecting those guys to be ready and good to go, um, as well as hopefully Diamandro Lenore. Um, I did not know that uh, Jawan Jennings suffered a, a sustained some type of a concussion um, as well. I'm seeing that out there as well. I didn't get that, but. Look, like players are they they they're getting. It's a long season, and uh, it's it's wear and tear. And we are a physical team, and you know, at some point, that physical style of play, you know, it, it just comes. It comes. It kind of comes back, and now you're losing one of your great uh, possession receivers if he isn't able to clear the concussion protocol or whatever or whatnot. Um, so, most how can these injuries plague the 49ers, you know, in a big up game coming up against the Baltimore Ravens? I, I think continuity, right? You know, when you have all of your guys healthy and everybody knows what their role is, everyone knows what the rotation is, um, you know, there's there may be a drop-off talent-wise, but that's all accounted for with coaching, with scheme with play calling, you know, who's out there, you know, why they're out there and what they are good at. Uh, But injuries force players who don't play as often as the starters to play more playing time. And then you really get to see where they are from a, a, a mindset standpoint, where they are from a knowledge of the scheme and, you know, what we're trying to do this week. And, and sometimes there is a drop off there, um, whether it's guys not paying attention, whether it's guys not believing that, you know, they're going to get their opportunity in the game. So, you know, they they don't, you know, study as much or, or prepare as well as they should. I mean, they're all in the NFL, but 
I'm sure there are some guys who understand that they don't get as much playing time as others. And, you know, they may, you know, be a little lazadaisical. So, um, you know, that does hurt you, you know, when you have to have those guys playing more snaps. Um, so it, it's kind of a, a bad time, you know, for us to kind of go through some of these injuries. Uh, but every team is going through that. So now how do we find a way to stay on top of our game to just make sure that we are better than the opponent that's across from us? I agree. And I got to ask you one more and an injury pertain question. Uh, the trenches are coming back. So you got uh, Spencer Burford, who's set to return to practice this week. Now, you look at John Feliciano, and he's had back-to-back solid weeks, back-to-back number one grade uh, uh, per PFF, and I'm talking in the 90s. That's an A grade. And so what would you do? Like, would you – if Burford has good practice, does he come back? Does he start? Does Feliciano kick back out? Um, do you rotate them in there? Do you leave Feliciano as your starter? Like, what do you think Kyle Shanahan would do? And what would you do? Uh, if it was me, and I think Kyle Shanahan will do this as well, I think you have to stay with the hot hand. Yeah, I mean, in his time playing, in the snaps that he's gotten versus Burford, he's looked better. Now you can say, you know, Burford hasn't been 100%. You know, whatever reason, sophomore slump going into his second year, that's fine, the reason, whatever the reason is. But as of right now, this veteran is playing better than the youngster. Um, So when you talk about keeping Purdy upright, when you talk about opening rushing lanes for Christian McCaffrey, Give me the guy who has been consistently performing at a high level versus the young guy with the upside. I mean, at least for the offensive line, Mm -hmm. it seems like he has continuity with the two guys who are next to him, which would be Colton McKivitz and Jake Brindle. So uh, if they have a continuity built and they're able to be successful, I wouldn't interrupt that. And I agree with that. You know, it's like you talked about continuity. Uh, it, it seems like the offensive line, I mean, they, I believe, two sacks on yesterday that they gave up. They only really accounted for one of them, uh, and that was on Aaron Banks um, uh, per PFF. And no penalties for the first time all game, all season. The offensive line has zero penalties. That's something that we should definitely hang our head high on because we talked about being disciplined in the sense of not getting false starts because that would lead you down to the long down the distances. And next thing you know, your first and 10 play goes to first and 20 or first and 15. And it's just not a single play for first and 15. It's got to be a, if it was against the 49ers, you can get a first and 15. But when you're the 49ers, because we missed tackles, I don't know if y'all picked up on that. But like if if you're if you are the 49ers, it's tough to get them. And, you you know, so it's tough. But it was good to see that the uh, the offense didn't fall starts and none of that stuff. Nothing. 
nothing yesterday. Pretty much a clean slate for the offense. When I tell you the offense was clicking, the offense was clicking. All right, that's your injury report, ladies and gentlemen. As of right now, I'm sure it'll change throughout the week. We'll keep you updated on what's going on via practice when the practice schedule is set to release. We got some Super Chat contributions we want to get to real quick. Lay. All right, let's go with Jax Knox. She says, my favorite time of the year is Christmas, and my 49ers are doing well. Give love is the best line ever. Now we going 14 and 3. I hope we continue to take every game serious. And y'all can catch me tomorrow on the call. Oh shit, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot I was doing a call-in show. Yep. All right. So you guys can catch Jax tomorrow on the call-in show. We'll show interact with the chat while she's on the phone. That's that's something uh she has to learn how to not do. <laughs> we can't hear Peachy, so if you're talking to me, I can't hear you. Oh, sorry. Call-in show is Wednesday. Right. So Wednesday. Tomorrow's Tuesday. Ain't going to be no right. call. I'll be on the John Wayne show tomorrow. Right. John, and John Wayne and show. Wayne is tomorrow. Yeah. All right. All right. So, uh, Jax, thank you for the contribution. Raphael562 gifted a membership. Shout out to my man, Raphael562. We appreciate you. Um, and that went to none other than Gamer for Life underscore zero seven. So congratulations on becoming a member, man. I hope you guys enjoy the perks. All right. We got a super chat contribution from Mark. Hot, 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 hot. Like the Brock is hot. Party stats to watch for 205 passing yards to 4,000 and 484 to Niners single season passing record. Guys, the Niners single season passing record is held by none other than Jeff Garcia. Okay, he has 4,200 and let's see if I remember by heart, uh, 78 yards. All right. Brock needs 484 yards to break that record. That's 161 yards over the next three games. Sounds like Brock is going to be mm -hmm. a 43, 4,300-yard 4, quarterback, 44, 45. I mean, like, let's, and let's talk about this, right? Thank you, Mark, for this contribution because a lot of people like to throw – or, or like to kind of label Brock as a couple of things, right? And I talked about this on Bleacher Report earlier. Like, he's a system quarterback, okay? Or he's a, he's a game manager. How about we throw the, 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 the title around? How about he's the franchise guy? How about, how about that's the title you give him? Because he can game manage and run a system and still give you spectacular plays. Isn't that what equals a franchise? Yeah. So it's time to, it's time for us and the faithful. It's time for us to start changing the narrative. So there, anytime you hear somebody call your quarterback a system quarterback or a game manager type of quarterback, says, you know what, he is both of those, and that equals a franchise quarterback. That's all you got to say. You shut him up real quick. And, and when you look at Brock and you look at what he's doing over his young career here, you can see he's putting up franchise numbers. He's about to be out. He's about to be the number. He's about to have the best single season passing record mm -hmm. over Joe Montana and Steve Young, and they were probably the only franchise quarterbacks for the San Francisco 49ers. I don't know if you guys include Jeff Garcia's franchise or Alex Smith's franchise. No, it's Steve Young, Joe Montana, and that's it. Mm -hmm. About to be Brock Purdy. So, Mark, thank you for that contribution. He's about to break that record. It's about to be crazy. Big Daddy Niners in here two times. Ain't no party like a Niner party. So get up. 
Yes, sir. Get up, get up, get up. <laughs> Let's get started. I love it. I love it. I love the energy. Every time I hit a certain high note, the cough comes, so I'm trying to keep it down. Sean with the Super Chat contribution says, Breezy, Rob Bass played at Seahawks. What you know about that? Rob Bass played at Seahawks. DJ Rob Bass? I mean, D- I mean Rob Bass and DJ, whatever his name was. Really? Didn't know that. We got to look that up. Got to look that up for sure. But, guys, thank you all for the Super Chat contributions. We do appreciate that. Um, uh, you know, and, and 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 listen, keep them coming. We love it. Now, there was a report that went out today. I do want to talk about this. That Kyle Shanahan spoke and said that the 49ers do not plan to add Ndamukong Sue. The plan is that they were interested in him last season. That was the, that was the word, but the Eagles ended up scooping him up, right? Now, the plan is that the Kyle Shanahan feels that Eric Armstead and Javon Hargrave are going to be ready to go really soon. So this is why they might not, you know, seek out to get that veteran. But I'm with Mose. If you know that your vets are going to be out a tad bit longer than what you expected, you got to go get a veteran in there that just understands football. Because that, Mose, is what I saw um, against our defense. That one center, that center you talked about, he took out two linemen at the same time. I have no idea how he did it. I just know that they got low, they were on the ground, and I'm just like, what? That can't happen in football. And so, you know, it's, it's going to take some time for those guys, you know, to get acclimated. They just need reps. I'm not, I'm not banking on them. They just need some reps, you know? Need some reps. Let's get to this game. Let's recap this game. I got. We got to do strengths. We got to do some weaknesses. Um, Peachy, you can handle the strengths offensively and defensively. And then Moe's, you can handle the weaknesses um, offensively and defensively. All right? And I'll just sit back, relax, kick off my shoes, and have some fun. All right? Let's do it. I like it on offense. That yep, this- you're doing strengths. The strengths was our, I don't know, I mean, because he did a little of both yesterday, but um, Christian McCaffrey. He's the man. Who just is a, I don't even have any words for him anymore. (laughs) It's just amazing how he changes a game so fast. How if you are, you know, like that in the dumps a little bit, and you're like, whatever, and then all of a sudden he just lights this spark and he just comes out of nowhere. And just shines, whether he's running, whether he's catching, like whatever. But that, um, the one yesterday where there was like no white in sight, it was just red, it was just him, and he went down and then he got up and right in the touchdown. There's just so many amazing moments that CMC provides for this team. It's definitely a strength. Um, Oh, yeah, and I can't forget about the small spark that Jordan Mason brought as well. So the running backs were just on it yesterday. When Mason's name was called, he answered it. He did very, very well. He broke through some 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 tackles and, and made some really good plays yesterday. So both of them together, but definitely just McCaffrey. Like he can he can run it, he can catch it. I'm sure that. Pretty soon we'll be using him to throw it, <laughs> all this stuff or whatever. But it's it's awesome. So that to me is my offensive strength. Um, 
So on the defensive side, I I'd have to go with secondary. I mean, Mooney Ward was on one yesterday. <laughs> it was amazing. When they pick six and then an INT, then he almost had another one. So it was just amazing to watch how the secondary came together. Lenora had, um, before he got hurt, he had um, some really good uh, PBUs. So there was just some really good things happening with the secondary yesterday. So those are, are my two strengths that I have. Love them. Let's talk about Christian McCaffrey. Uh, seven explosive yes. plays. Seven explosive plays plays that plus 41 yard touchdown where he backpedaled caught the ball fell down got up ran it in for a touchdown seven explosive plays like this dude was running like at one point i thought he was averaging uh over 10 yards per carry because his first explosive play was plus 13 on the ground second one plus 26 like this is this is what he was doing like just on the ground like he was he was gashing him up uh, and then you talked about the secondary. You know, it's Mooney Ward set the tone, right? Like he 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 read what was going down, read the quarterback's eyes, jumped the route, picked it, took it all the way to the house, got seven points for the defense. I think the secondary is pretty much a lock. I do feel like there's weaknesses in the secondary, depending on. To me, let let me not say secondary, but let me just say pass coverage. Like when it comes to assignments, because it might not always be the secondary who's responsible for a tight end or who's responsible for a certain player. So I would say the pass coverage is still shaky, but I think that those strengths are, are pretty much spot on. Um, you know, if I had to add any type of strength, um, it's just Brock Purdy's poise. Like he's just super poised. Mm-hmm. Four touchdowns, 260 plus yards, like no interceptions, 130 plus passer rating. Like the kid is just poised. He's undefeated against Arizona. He went back home and did his thing. Yep. Like I'm just watching literally like a star being born and and Santa Clara like like you're watching a quarterback and for those that got a chance to watch like Joe Montana turn into that like for those that are new to the 49ers that didn't get to watch Joe Montana drafted and kind of grow into the system this is where Brock Purdy is coming in for those guys. And so even with Steve Young, it was a trade and he was just waiting for his turn and blah, 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 blah. And even it, it took him a minute to figure out the system. But you're watching Brock Purdy like really understand the concepts. And Kyle Shanahan, when the coach came out and said, you know, they asked Kyle Shanahan, they said, hey, you know, what's one of the traits about Brock Purdy that you like? And it's just like, he was like, yo, it's just his ability to scan and see the whole field. And like, when have we ever heard that? Like, I just feel like like, we've heard it from other quarterbacks from other teams, but when have we ever heard our coach? (laughs) When have we ever heard our coach talk about the players and how good they are? Right. That's, That's scaring me. Yeah which is what I was talking about whenever I was talking about, you know, how Kyle used to try to downplay, you know, like when you talked about, like, you know, winning the division, um, winning a playoff game, winning the Super Bowl. He used to downplay that all the time. It's like, oh, you know, well, we have to get over, you know, this right here. You know, we have to do this and whatever. We don't want them to get, you know, other stuff. That He just don't give a freak anymore. Like, he's just <laughs> like, yeah. Because he sees these guys every day. 
and he knows their potential. He knows that he's got the right quarterback now to get this done. And the faith that he has in Brock, that he's going to be able to to figure out something, it's we we haven't seen that um, under Kyle Shanahan like at all. Like you've never ever seen that that confidence that he has. Like it just oozes confidence. How much confidence that he has in Brock to 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 make something happen out of nothing. It might look crazy and whatever, but <laughs> find a way to get it done. So and definitely, um, yeah, that's definitely a, a huge strength. As well. And that's one of the things that makes him the franchise guy. Yes. If he's able to go off script, mm-hmm. right? He's able to make impossible throws, like throws he shouldn't even make. Yeah. He's still doing because he, Brock, trusts his guys mm-hmm. to make the play. And so, like, you're just watching a quarterback evolve mm-hmm. um i mean when when you're when you're when you're what, what are you, six, 16 and three as a starting quarterback during a regular season like can you imagine if debo trent williams i'll take a banged up christian McCaffrey. can you just imagine if debo and trent weren't injured and they won in cleveland one yeah. in minnesota and one at yeah. home brock would still be undefeated uh, in the regular season yeah. as a starting quarterback in the nfl that's true that's crazy. And through that adversity, you know, a lot of people looked at, oh, they're, they're, they got three losses. No, it was adversity. It was He needed to go through that. Mm-hmm. For example, today, yes, on Saturday, this is a totally different term, but this is what I needed to go through because I, I didn't know how, what I was going to do. On Saturday, I had a, 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 a holiday gala to attend. I get to my engagements early because I like to set up early so I can kind of rest for a little bit and whatever. As I was putting my keyboards on my cart, I had to go over some like paver stones, right? So as I went over the paver stones, one of the keyboards on the cart fell off. When I picked up the keyboard, and brought it inside. I thought everything was fine because it was in a case. I'm like, it's cool. It should be good. It's in a case. I, you know, got got the thing, hooked everything up, played at the top on the keys, got to the middle, got to the bottom, and the keys were stuck and broke. I had to do a whole gala with a whole lower registry from the middle seat down, and I couldn't play certain songs. They just didn't sound right, so I had to figure it out, which I did. I'm saying that to say I had to go today to take it to the shop. When I got to the shop, the dude didn't recognize me in the shop. Cool, no problem. So I dropped off the keyboard, and I asked him, hey, you got the other keyboard I had you fixed, like, back in July? He was like, well, if I had it, if it was done, I would have called you, left you, whatever, whatever, because that's his system. That's how he thinks. And so as I was walking out the store, I'm like, yo, those, these are my speakers. He was like, oh, that's yours? I'm like, yeah. He was like, oh, he was like, let me let me check in the computer. He looked up my name, Wayne Brown, but it was another Wayne Brown with a different number that he was contacting since July. I'm saying that to say, had I not gone through the fire of my keyboard being broke, even though I know I got to pay for it and it was a tough time, I would have never got the stuff that I already had waiting for me on the other side. When I look at Brock Purdy, he is that guy. He just has these gifts. He has these abilities. And he had to go through some fire, go through some adversity. And now look how he's being polished and he's being put out there. Now he's the front runner 
for the MVP. Now he's the front runner for the best quarterback in the NFL. They don't even want to talk about him, right, Peachy? They want to they want to put other players. Right. No disrespect to Christian McCaffrey, yep. but they want to put other yep. players. Oh, Brock can't be MVP mm-hmm. because he was a seventh round draft pick. Mm-hmm. Keep doubting this kid, yep. please. Doubt him at least until next season because that's the that's what we need to win this Super Bowl, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, that's a, um, that's exactly right. Now it's you know he's not even the best player on the team. If you're gonna give it to somebody, then you should give it to Christian McCaffrey. It's like they don't want to realize like what you know, and no, not everybody realizes it at the same time. But we're all here now, and we all agree as to what we have now. Whatever level of whatever, that doesn't matter. But the outside media is what I'm saying. They still want to try to find some kind of way to not give it to Brock because they guys look like garbage. Mm. So so now they want to say, you know, I think that it's time for us to bring back the, run, um, the other players for MVP. And if you're going to give it to somebody on the 49ers, you should give it to Christian McCaffrey. And so it's like anything that um that they can do to try to besmirch his name no matter how awesome that he's looking out there do it because it fuels him and it makes him ball out and he can get up there and he can say in the press or oh this isn't bother me this you know whatever but we know good and well we can just you can tell by his actions as the way that he approaches each game at the end of each game when he's dominated and you can just watch the fire. So keep keep doing that. Keep keep talking all that mess that you want to. Keep on with the fire until he's holding that Super Bowl MVP. Because that's the one that he's striving for. Is to get that Super Bowl MVP. Yeah. And and, and I and, and it's funny you bring that up because, you know, think if we do get to the Super Bowl, I think that's where Christian McCaffrey would exceed and probably get that. Because you look at this team offensively and Mose, you get to take over after this you look at this team offensively and i thought that even though they had mistakes even though they had some mess ups i thought that they were a unit on yesterday i thought they were they were a legit a a solid mm-hmm. unit on yesterday because even in the mistakes even in the missed throws and the, and the missed catches and things like that they didn't make any mistakes wait a minute now the, you're telling me the offense is going to be able to go out there and play a mistake free game yep. now that they've done it mm-hmm. they're like oh yo we could do it again mm-hmm. and we could do it again mm-hmm. and we could do it again yeah and that's what you need. That sometimes you just got to see it to believe it. And it's okay. Everybody doesn't have the same measurement of faith. It's all right. Just have faith. That's it. What, however strong your faith is, cool. There's people with stronger faiths, and they can kind of have some overflow for you. But just believe. Most. Let's switch the gears to the defense in this game. 49ers came into this game with the number one overall defense as far as points scored. Number one rush, number one to number two rushing defense. Uh, they've shifted down a little bit. Um, I don't know if you have the stuff right in front of you, but I could give you what the defense uh, actually allowed in this game, 436 total yards, um, which is not good. 
uh, because 234 of those yards, Mose was on the ground. And so Mose, from a defensive standpoint, because that's you, that's your mind, like what was wrong with the 49ers? Because even though they looked bad, they still look good. Like what in the what? My bad. Go ahead. Um, y'all gonna start putting respect on my sister Peachy Dean because she's been telling y'all this for weeks. They can't tackle 16. Why did I see Nick Bosa and Fred Warner miss tackles on James Conner when he scored his touchdown? Like, These are your two highest paid players on defense. These are two team captains. And what I'm, I think I was going to say earlier, but I didn't want to jump the gun when you were talking about Demo and his rib contusion. I think partial, he got injured partially because he was the only one tackling yesterday. And you could see throughout the game, it felt like he may have been overcompensating to ensure he wasn't missing tackles. So now you have your corner, who's obviously smaller than your linebackers and your defensive linemen, being the best tackler on the field, so much so he got injured doing it. Too many arm tackles. Mm-hmm. I, I I I do not care that Fred Warner had nine tackles, eight solo, and he had a half a sack. He had just as, he probably had just as many missed tackles. <laughs> arm tackles. Drake Greenlaw, arm tackles. Some of the defensive linemen, arm tackles. Like this cannot happen. When we look at the teams that we have to play and we're going to have to see we face Baltimore next week. Y'all better find a way to wrap up Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> Cause he, out I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know <laughs> right. what you got to do. Find a way to wrap, wrap him up and bring him down. If we see Philly again, they're going to be playing with a, a, a little bit more venom in their blood because mm-hmm. of what happened. We know AJ can break tackles. We've seen as small as Devontae Smith is, he can break tackles. Uh, Jalen, we got to be able to bring him down. Dallas, Dak can get a little, little, little frisky when he want to. CD Lamb is is a, is a yak beast as well. Like the teams that we we play, and we're gonna have to see. And then imagine if we get to the Super Bowl, what if we got to play the Bills? What if the Bills find a way to get healthy? They make it all the way through. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen, 6'5", 240. We got to find a way to tackle. And now we got to deal and with James it, Cook if he play Buffalo. so Because he, he's heating up. <laughs> yes. So, like, that is, that is the biggest gripe. Because we talked about the secondary. Secondary played great. M- Mooney Ward, two picks. You know, the the the... the the gag with him was, yes, he's leading the league in PBUs, but the media was asking him, how come they haven't been converted to interceptions? And he said, just wait. 
Soon as I start catching them things, then y'all going to know. And just this week, he gets two of them. Right place, right time, making sure he's looking the ball in. He gets two interceptions. So secondary is going to be fine. We've seen that maturation process. We've seen what Steve Wilkes has been able to do from the beginning of the season till now. But if we can't tackle, we allow teams to stay in the game. I almost cussed Breezy out because this game kind of went like the simulation. (laughs) It was was too much scoring. And because we can't tackle, we made this the real life game look like the simulated game. It was close. <laughs> where oh, it was close. Arizona just kept scoring. Now, thankfully, we kept scoring like right. the simulation. Yeah. <laughs> but there's no way they should have put up almost 30 points on us. But that's because we can't tackle. And you could say, yeah, well, you know, our Hargrave wasn't there and Armstead wasn't there. But those two guys shouldn't be the reason why you're making or missing tackles. And Pete, you've been talking about this problem of missed tackles when those two guys were healthy. So now that they're out, that problem becomes exacerbated. That's a major, major Mm -hmm. problem, major problem. And something that we have to fix now. Got to fix it now because as we get further along, And the more games you play, the more wear and tear on the body. The deeper we go into the postseason, that means the more hits that we're going to take, the more recovery we're going to need. We have to get this fixed or else we're going to have another team putting up 230 yards on the ground. And that is not like us at all. All right. So I'm going to add some context just a little bit. <clears throat> it's not it's not an excuse, but just just some context to um the San Francisco 49ers because like this is this isn't new. So let's like let's not act like this is brand new. We, we've been struggling with tackling um all season long. Uh there might be there might be three to four games, and I'm gonna go through all of them. You know what? Let me just go through all of them. Here we go. Week one, uh missed tackles seven. Okay, that was against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Week two against the Rams, missed tackles eight because Puka Nakua was breaking them all. Uh, and Kyron Williams. Week three against the Giants, they had uh, three. They only had three missed tackles in that game. All right, they was rapping and tackling in that game. Week four against the Cardinals, only four, but no Kyler Murray in that game. All right, so and guess who led that led in ta- uh, missed tackles in that game? Can anybody guess? Fred Warner. Fred Warner, three. Mm. All right. Week five against the Dallas Cowboys, two. All right. I, I have a well, theory. Dallas didn't have a ball on offense. So. Listen, he wasn't giving him the ball. Week <laughs> six against Cleveland, you had 10 missed tackles, and this here's Jesus. where the numbers are going to start going up. I ain't finished. Man. All right. Week, week seven against Minnesota, nine missed tackles. Mm-hmm. Week eight against Cincinnati, 13 missed tackles. Week nine, uh, once the internet decides it wants to clear up because what you call it, want to act silly? Uh, and it's going to continue to act silly, so we'll have to wait for it to refresh unless my internet went out. I hope it didn't. But anyway, like, the number continue to go up. This week right here against the Arizona Cardinals, we had six missed 
tackles, 16 missed tackles, ladies and gents. That is ridiculous. 16 missed tackles. All right, where was I at? Week eight. Let's go back to week nine against. Oh, week nine doesn't want to pull up. That's what it is. All the other weeks was fine. All right, so bump week nine. Let's go to week ten. Let's see if that pulls up. Yes, it does. Against week uh, nine was that? Wasn't that our bye week? That was our bye week. That's probably why it's not pulling up. Week. Uh, we had seven against Jacksonville. Um, a week 11 against Tampa Bay. We only have four. All right. I, there's different backs. Week 12. <laughs> only five against Seattle. Seattle, they've been consistent and, and not missing tackles. Seattle, they were giving up explosive plays in the air. Mm-hmm. Week 13 against Philly. Here we go. 12. Week Jeez. 14. All right, here we go. 14 against Seattle in this game. Okay, week 15, 16 missed tackles. As you can see, we're so we going up by increments of two in the last three weeks. You're going up, we went man. from 12, 14 to 16. Yeah, so here's some of the little context. Listen, Arizona, when they ran this ball, um, <laughs> they, they ran with every person that can run the ball ran the ball in this game like every they had wide receivers running backs that they picked up off the street they had rookies they had james connor kyler murray it was throwing the niners off so much they could not wrap and tackle now i will say this you get your hands on them you got to get them down the arm tackle isn't it and fred warner was so quick in the backfield like, he was just his timing. He was missing. And then I watched guys, like, get negated from each other. Like, we get to the tackle, and your own man block you off the tackle, and then, boom, they pop out. The worst the worst missed tackle was that 31-yard run up the middle for a touchdown. Yes. That was the worst one for me. Yes. Yes. That was Fred missing, just straight up. Just, he was there. He said, man, usually I don't do this, but go ahead and keep the party going. Like, that was the worst one. But, you know, overall, Fred had a good game. It's just he, the whole team, the whole team, 16 missed tackles, three from Fred, three from T.Y. McGill. They led the team in missed tackles. I just don't understand um, why fundamentally they're breaking down. And that, that to me, y'all, that's the issue. And even Fred spoke about it. You know, because they asked him about, you know, scoring on defense. Do they see this being a trend upwards? He's like, yo, (laughs) none of that even matters. Like, we got to be fundamentally sound. And he said it starts with me. So he's owning it, but everybody got to own it. Because like you said, like you said, we're going to play the Ravens. Now, luckily, we won't have to deal with speed from a running back perspective. You're going to get Gus Edwards and I can't keep forgetting Justice Hill. All right, because Keaton Mitchell was out for the year, okay. But so, you will. He was cooking too. He was cooking. You remember that kid? I said I wanted us to draft because he had four three speed. You that's him. It. ECU, that's him. You called it. And all I'm saying is that's Raheem Mostert speed, and I thought that was the one element Kyle Shanahan lacked. Can you imagine if Kyle Shanahan get a speed back? To add to this repertoire, Jesus, just my goodness. Anyway, anyway, that's just a little context. It doesn't uh, take away from what you're saying. It's just I wonder if 
they just they ran with everybody like everybody you get to run you get to run peach you could run a rock um i'm gonna get this person over here to run the rock coach you got you can get it it's like they were just throwing the timing and the balance off from the san francisco 49ers i don't expect a another team with a with a running back can't like running back but a running core like that they ran with two three receivers <laughs> usually it's just one you can kind of figure it out. So, look, Niners got to fix that because, like you said, we got the Ravens up. And the Niners better not lose this game on Christmas because it's going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem. I think, I think one of the things that's a little bit weird, too, is just how it looked. Now, we gave up 19 against the Eagles. It was really 13. One of those was in garbage time where we had nothing but backups in. But, like, we missed 12 tackles, you said, in that Eagles game. And it didn't seem to hurt us as much as it hurt us this game. And then you said we have 14 against the Seahawks. And we relatively had that game under control. We had this game under control, too. But for them to continuously be able to score to the clip of almost putting up 30 points, um. It just it just looked a little different this week. Um, and to, to add to what you're saying, I don't know if that's oh, it's the Cardinals. You know, we got this game under control. We're going to beat them. We're not really worried about this. Uh, I don't know if it's that or if there's a, a, a deeper rooted issue that needs to be worked out. All I know is we cannot continue to go forward having double digit games of missed tackles. It's like we wanted this team to stop getting penalties, right? Stop getting penalties on defense, giving the team first downs, extending drives, stop getting penalties on offense, you know, putting us in, you know, negative down and distance. And we're still, we're starting to do that. We only had one penalty for five yards against the Cardinals, but we also had 16 mixed tackles. So it's like, it's six in one hand, half a, half a dozen in another. Yeah. There's always this, this trade off. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think if we can find a way to play offense like we're playing, mm-hmm. play the defense we know how to play, limit the missed tackles and limit the penalties, then that's when you're going to start to see a team that's really, really scary to beat. And I think teams around the league know that, which is why there is this stigma around the 49ers now that this is probably the toughest team in the league that we're going to have to play. Because once we get into the tournament and they really start to – hone in on what they're doing and focus up mm-hmm. because it's winner go home. How are we going to beat a team that forces turnovers, doesn't turn the ball over, runs the ball well and can control the clock can now push the ball downfield because they're not limited at the quarterback position and has a defense that can get after your quarterback. Like, and they're not making mistakes. How do we stop that team? Right. So again, you know, for everybody listening, this is not us always wanting to find something negative to talk about, but just knowing that this team has another level that it can get mm-hmm. to where we'll be really, really scary. And even, even oh, go ahead, um, Peachy. The, the um, 49er players don't even feel like that they're playing their best football right now. That should be scary for the whole league because <laughs> they're like, yeah, you know, um, we, um, we can be so much better. We can, 
you know, be better here. We can be better there. You know, we're not, we haven't even reached our potential yet. Like, like we're, um, we're getting there, but we have so long to go. It's almost the end of the season and we're about to hit the playoffs. You realize how scary that is. If they're talking about, there's still another level that we can get to that we have not even got there yet. And that's offense and defense. That's both of them say that, you know, Mm -hmm. there's so much more or Kyle, you know, we just leave so much out there, you know, on the field that we're not, that's to me is, is just, just nuts. If I was the team, I'd be like, wow, that's crazy. Cause <laughs> it is like, they're, 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 they're still finding ways to ascend. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're still figuring out how to execute, you know, properly, like at all costs, especially on the offense. You heard Trip Williams talk about it. You know, they still haven't even reached their full potential. They right. haven't even reached it, but they have enough weapons on there like to where, you know, anyone can break through. Anyone can have a breakthrough. I think the key right now for the San Francisco 49ers is to not play scarce, but like, you know, continue to play hard, continue to play your style of football, take away the game early, get the players the rest that they need. Because, you know, we literally rest our starters in that fourth quarter. Yes. And so now you're saying to yourself, dang, man, because I, I want Brock Purdy to break the record. I want Christian McCaffrey to get two more touchdowns, break Jerry Rice's record. I, like, they literally could have put up 75 points, it in my like opinion. That, that, that Madden. That's what it right. looked like. Right. They, I felt it like... It looked like Madden. <laughs> but, but they knew they had the game in the bag. Now, that does not go against them missing tackles. I'm sorry. You can know you got a game in the bag all you want. You cannot miss tackles. Like, that's fundamental 101. Like, wrap, get your head down to the side, and make the tackle. It's it's fundamental. And I don't want the Niners to, uh, you know, lose the fundamental sound portions of their team because they have to be, like, they have to cross every T and dot every I. Mm-hmm. Just because they're the they they just because they're the number one seed don't mean it's a lock, right? That's true. And if they want that number one seed, then they got to go out there and show that they're gonna take the number one seed because right. nobody, and I mean nobody's, nobody's gonna give it to it them. To you. <laughs> These We're teams literally... are coming out like they are uh, 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 number one seeds. It's, it's right. the worst team in the league. We just played the worst team in the league other than the Carolina Panthers record-wise, and they came out like they was not the worst team. They don't care about – they didn't care about no draft pick. (laughs) They didn't care about nothing. They wanted to beat the best. Yeah, we – we're literally, like, for the rest of the year, like, we're going to get these teams the best shot. Everybody's talking about, oh, you know, well, if we can get past Baltimore, you know, then we're good. And the commanders, despite what they have going on, you're still going to get their best shot. And but um, every time the the good news is, is that what I like about this certain squad that we have compared to other ones in the past is we don't play down the competition. That's one thing that we don't do. Like we we know, you know, so that we haven't got like stuck in any trap, you know, games as of yet. One that we, you know, were supposed to win and then just didn't. You know what I'm saying? Like this Cardinals game could easily been a trap game. The mentality I've seen some squads that we've had where, you know, the mentality is kind of like, oh, you know, whatever. So they don't look over anybody because they know that every team is going to bring their best shot. Breezy, I have one small favor that I would like to ask of you because we haven't addressed it yet. Um, 
there's a massive weakness that a lot of people feel like on our special teams that we have to um, deal with. What mm-hmm. is your opinion about what happened on special teams yesterday? About mm-hmm. about Ronnie Bell. Yes. I mean, I don't. I mean, he he didn't fumble. I don't. I don't know if he would have fumbled, then we could have an opinion. But he didn't, so I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have an opinion on it. Like his arm was ruled down, and it is what it is. Like the dude has one fumble on the season, and it's not like he's back there doing it all the time. He's filling in for Ray Ray McLeod, who's back, who's supposed to be back there, who's not there. So now you got this kid out here returning punts. He's going to have to get the rep somehow, unless you put Juice back there, who can just short fear catch a ball. But at the end of the day, you have Ronnie Bell out there who can make a play. So he tries to make a play. He gets spun around. He goes to the ground. The ball comes out, but his forearm was down. I mean, that's what they ruled. So it didn't hurt us. It could have, but it didn't. So, I mean, I don't really know how to rule. I need to see him play more football. Like, I need to see him return it. He wasn't a problem in preseason. Nobody was crying in the preseason. Everybody was on his nuts in the preseason. And then he makes this mistake, which it really wasn't even a mistake. And now you want to throw him under the bus. I really don't understand it. I don't get it. Just like y'all threw the kicker under the bus. And then all of a sudden, he one of the best kickers in the league. Like, I don't don't get us as 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 a fan base. Now, if he made the mistake, that's fair. Fine. But the ref said he was down. His forearm was down. It is what it is. So that's just me. But what you, okay, so un- what are your thoughts about... Because <laughs> some people will say the narrative is he tries to do too much. All football players are trying to do too much. So football players are trying to make a play. You, you play safe, you get injured. So he's out there trying to make a play. That's what I that's what I saw. I gotta watch it again, but that's what I saw. That was one of the things I saw, and I was like, dang, he fumbled. Cause it looked like a fumble. So I get why people were upset. Um, but that's what punt returners are trying to do. They they trying to they get one opportunity. And this ain't no Richie James, fair catch the ball, blah, blah, blah. Nah, this kid has return ability. And one day he'll break one. But he's not. He's only gonna learn how to break one. The more he starts seeing stuff on the football field, so I feel like all players be trying to do too much. Nobody threw Christian McCaffrey under the bus when the motherfucker fumbled all season at the beginning of the season, three games straight. So why are we throwing this kid under the bus for a rookie trying to make a play? Just help me understand Cause it, that or be consistent. Because it's, because it, it's a it's a what have you done for me lately? Right. I, I so get it. See, we know CMC is. A perennial pro bowler. He's the best running back we have on his team. He's so explosive. He's multifaceted. Yeah, like, but he kept getting opportunities, has, bro. The kid has the kid has 20 touchdowns on the in on the season. Doing he didn't have 20 touchdowns at the time he fumbled, though. No, I get it. I get it. But again, it's what have you done for me lately? <coughs> and everything that he's done to that point shows that all right, if he fumbles once, the probability of him scoring more touchdowns and fumbling is high, right? We know Christian McCaffrey is going to get in the end zone again. He's going to score yeah, more but they times play, than he's But fumbled. they play different positions, right? So, like, scoring on a punt or, or special teams is 10 times harder. No, than yeah, I, no right. I, I, I get it. So, so, so I'm just saying that, like, that's why there's a difference in the thought process. Ronnie Bell hasn't taken one to the crib yet. 
So like we don't have fans don't have anything to say. Oh, we know he's going to break this for, you know, he's averaging 27 yards on punt returns and he took two to the crib. So like we can give him one because we know if he gets another opportunity, he's going to break it for 30, 35 or take it all the way to the crib. Like he hasn't done much positive. So Not, that's, that's there, part of. There's no motherfucker in the 49er history other than Ted Ginn Jr. that has done anything on special teams. We're trying to figure it out. Yeah, that, that's part of the problem. We've been trying to, that's why we drafted so you, so, so you got you got to, you got to. We didn't even use him in that role. <laughs> <laughs> My point you know what is, I'm you, saying? yeah, but but I I get where you're coming from from the fan standpoint, but at the end of the day, like he got to get the opportunity, like and if the coach don't take him out, shut up. Uh, I, I and I, then I'm also throw this. I'm gonna throw this at you. We we are we are suffering from. I'm gonna just say it. Don't kill me in the comments. I'm gonna just say it. I know y'all gonna be mad when I say it, but I just gotta say it. Kyle Williams. It's that number, right? So, like, I think a I lot think of people. Is. I think they need to just burn that. 10 it's like a, a, it's like a lot of people have oh, that PS, PTSD. Yeah. Yes. Just switch yes. numbers. Man. But I don't even. I, I don't know, man. Like, I I don't know. I, no, I get when was, we that when was we, that was what was that twenty eleven? Oh my god, that was my birthday, man! I, I remember, I remember yeah. on my that literally birthday. stopped us from going to the Super Bowl twice, though. So he did it twice, right? twice in one game. So, so I think that's also a part of like it we could are be, and I'm a not fan base that has a rich history, it, but we also don't let shit. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> we and, and and we don't. And, and I'm not mad at the fan base, but it wasn't a fumble at the end of the day, even if it looked like it was. So <laughs> I'm I'm trying to figure out, like, why everybody upset. He'll get another opportunity, and then if he do something, then everybody's going to be on his again. So, like, I me personally, I just want him to see play wide receiver. I just feel like he could be a dangerous wide receiver at this point. That's what I want him to do. Um, but you don't have nobody back there. Now, I know. I, um, just to play devil's advocate. Not putting Debo, I'm not putting Debo back there, and I'm not putting Brandon no. Ayuk back there. Because it's, it's bad enough that Debo's on kickoff. <laughs> right, right. But <laughs> right. just playing devil's advocate, because I know they want to hear it. Mm-hmm. If Ronnie Bell does fumble in the playoffs, mm-hmm. what's your response going to be then? I mean, if he fumbles in the playoffs. And it's a legitimate fumble. Oh, goodness. I don't know. Swing it, like momentum gives the other team seven points. I'm gonna be upset if that's okay. what you're asking. Okay. Like I'm, I'm not gonna be like, oh, he a rookie. Nah, I'm gonna be upset. Shit, I'm mad when Jake. I was mad when Jake Moody missed the kick. Like I, I'm like, yeah. I don't want people to think, oh, this a, oh, he sticking up for the Michigan guy because that's what everybody gonna say. It don't matter who you are. You red and gold. You can't yeah. miss your opportunity. The point is take advantage of the opportunity that you're given. Mm-hmm. Now, if Kyle Shanahan pulls his opportunities away, then he messed up. And I'm cool with it. I ain't going to advocate for him to return punts. That's up to the coach. But at the end of the day in this game, that didn't happen. Because how many times have he caught those punts yeah. and, and and they were bad and, and get cracked on them and everybody's like, wow, like he's a tough kid. Mm-hmm. What happened to that? Yeah. So the tough kid tried to make a play, and y'all ain't like the results of it, and so now we turn on him? We weird, man. 
We weird, weird. So, so um, on social media, what I saw was basically piled on from what was it, the last game when he tripped, whenever he got tripped or whatever, and people were blaming that on him. Um, the one, the um, oh, the, oh, the, the, the oh, he didn't get tripped. He fucking where, slipped. Where he, where he lost his footing. He slipped. lost right. his footing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The guy uh, fell happened. over him so, and they called a penalty. Yeah. So people right, still because that was on a. So that dude. was on a um no John Chapman is blaming him for that like I'm gonna call it a buck John you know like I get it you saying he shouldn't have touched the dude the dude went into him like at the end of the day he slipped on the ground and the dude went into him and got the penalty drawn that's what happened it was an acting play but he shouldn't even been in that position and if he wasn't even in that position which he didn't know because he thought it was a punt it was hard for him to get his footing. To kind of like turn back around to block, and that's kind of like what it was, because which name uh, Mitch was not because he took off and ran. Mm-hmm. He didn't know Mitch was gonna take off and ran, run. So that's kind of what happened. So I get people still mad at him for that, but so it's like it just filed on with this right here with the the you know. Whatever I mean, thing. but <laughs> he caught it the wasn't ball, ruled, but the way it was ruled, I mean, it was the way it was ruled. And, and I mean, regardless of if George Kittle would have fumbled and they didn't rule that an incomplete pass, would we been on him? No, because it's George. That, I, I'm yeah. just saying we got if we're gonna be we look, gonna keep I'm, it a buck. No, nobody would have said anything because it's George. Let, let's just be consistent. I don't like the mistakes, but mistakes are gonna happen at any given moment from any given person. Right. So like, right. like if it was a fumble, I'm gonna be like, yo, he got to figure that out or take him out. This we, we man up like like that's me. But he didn't fumble, and Kyle didn't take him out. And then he had an opportunity on a on a bad throw from Brock. To me, it was kind of high into the outside. But if he could have got them toes down, it would have been a spectacular catch, and we wouldn't even be talking about that play. Mm-hmm. It's just weird. We're weird. <laughs> we weird. I just think that they just need to burn the 10 jersey and give him another jersey. That's all I'm saying. I don't think I they're going to burn I think burn that number 10 but... might be cursed. Could be. I look, people are superstitious, man. People are super, very superstitious. So it is what it is. But at the end of the day, uh, you know, that was the the only hiccup on special teams that mm-hmm. technically wasn't a hiccup, um, because it wasn't ruled a hiccup. Uh he was smart enough to get that for him. You <laughs> gotta give him some credit. And the only reason why the ball came out is because I guarantee you when that when this pressure point hit that ground, that ball said, out, that hand said, ouch. And that ball, you know, it came out. But, you know, he was smart enough to get it down. And I know it's not that serious, you know, but people making it serious. I I wasn't even thinking about it. People people make it serious. People are talking about this kid as if he did something detrimental to the team that was up by 30 points. Let's talk about the defense for giving up 29 points. I, listen, it it it's frustrating, um, because you know I think it it gives other teams a glimmer of hope while they're looking at us like, wow, this is the 49ers. they could score at any moment. Um, if they can get them in their heads to where we are missing tackles and we aren't playing as well as we should, and we're giving it. up yards on the ground. I think that gives teams confidence that, hey, okay, I agree. we can find ways to score. Um, while this defense has been 
really, really good. Um, uh, they haven't been as stifling or stingy as past defenses. This defense is susceptible when we're not playing fundamentally sound football. Um, and you can say, uh, you know, it's a division opponent. They know us a little bit better. The Cardinals are not a good football team. And I think defensively, because they are so bad on that side of the ball, yeah, that's why we were able to put up 45, which is the mm-hmm. most points we put up this season. Yeah. So that was part of the reason why I felt confident because no matter what Arizona is going to do on offense, we could have did their it. defense mm-hmm. is not anywhere close mm-hmm. to being a, a, a formidable defense that's able to stop us. Right. We were able to move the ball successfully on Dallas and Philly. You think I'm scared of Arizona? No way. Um. So, you know, there, there there is silver lining in it. Like you said, we got two interceptions. The defense is always finding a way. They forced the five over. fumbles, bro. They just couldn't recover them. They just couldn't get them. So, like, it, we're finding a way to force turnovers and give the ball back to our explosive offense to allow them to go to work and do what they do. Um, you know, we did see it again. We saw it against Dallas, held them to 10 points. Solid against Philly, held them to 19 points. We can do it. We just need to be more fundamentally sound than we were today. Because if we're not, we can give up 30. And then that means we have to score mm-hmm. 45. Mm-hmm. And we don't want shootouts. Mm-mm. Shootouts is how players get injured. <laughs> shootouts are how things that we don't want shootouts. For listen. For the for the collective sake of the faithful blood pressure, <laughs> we don't want shootouts. You know, we understand that they can happen, but this defense is 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 one hundred percent better than yes. they played yesterday. Um, and I, I feel like they'll get back on track. Um, and if we can, you know, do what we need to do, make sure we get that number one seed and get that first round by, that's gonna help tremendously because that gives us an extra week to not only prepare for who we're going to play, but to get guys healthy, get them the necessary rest that they need for us to go on this run. So, And there it is, y'all. We got the next game coming up, 49ers, man. Five-point favorites in this game at home. Five-point favorites as of right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, Five-point favorites. Uh, They got the... the, 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 (laughs) Man, like the we know the Ravens are dangerous, right? Mm-hmm. But why they look suspect right now? Because mm-hmm. they Trevor don't have Lawrence, Andrews. Like <sighs> Andrews, I I, I think I think that's the key. That's his I saving think grace. They look suspect because they don't have Mark Andrews. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you brought that up because the number one person I know it's 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 uh, Lamar Jackson, right? But you got to find a way to limit Isaiah Likely. Like, I feel like yeah, he'll be a tight end that will go bananas. <laughs> I'm tired. He's tra- yeah. he's the when, black Trey McBride. That's him. That's no, who he- I, want, I, want to, I want to know, when did Arizona <laughs> trade for Travis Kelsey? It's crazy. Because Trey McBride, was, he looked like Travis. I'm like, he, wait. Yo. He but is Reece going to be a problem. Said that about the tight end, though. Like he's he going to be a problem in the NFL. <laughs> I'm love. First of he all, is. I'm loving. 
the surge of the tight ends. Mm-hmm. I'm loving what Sam Laporte is going to be in Detroit. Yeah. We know oh, what yeah. TJ Hawkinson is in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. We know what George Kittle is. You kind of see Kelsey kind of dwindling down. Listen, uh, if Goddard can be healthy, he's a problem. I like the kid from Dallas, uh, Ferguson. Like, yeah. there's going to yeah. be some tight ends years to come. And they got that tight end you. That's what happened. That's what's going on. That tight end you. I'm telling you. And we're in real talk, like they got a that tight end brotherhood. Like when they go to tight end you, I I've heard Kittle and Kelsey talk about it. They have Jordan Reed come. Yep. I think Antonio Gates was there. Oh, come on. Tony Gonzalez shows oh, up. Come on. Like some Legends. of the greatest tight ends to ever play the game. It's not are fair. coming to tight end you. Gronk was there. These young guys game. Gronk mm-hmm. there, giving out game, and then Kelsey, he Kittle. giving out game. How how he runs routes, how he runs his stems, how he breaks stuff off. Kittle giving them how he runs his routes, but then also giving them blocking techniques. Yeah. So we about to have a whole crop of tight ends we that are not them. only athletic running four fours and four fives and some of them running four threes, but they also can block as well. And let's not forget about the one that's coming out in this draft, Brock Bowers from Georgia. Kate Stover from Ohio State. Another, another beat. I'm I'm just, I'm just, I'm just like a a lot of, there's quite a few that are going to be in this draft, Dalton Schultz with the, the Texans. Only, yep, when he's healthy. And the only reason why I brought up the tight ends is because the San Francisco 49ers give up. That's where the Trouble. explosives come God. from. Like, that, they they might not score. I think they've only been two touchdowns on the season. Pratt Fryermuth and um, Kobe Parkinson are the only tight ends that scored on the Niners. But if you want explosive plays... It's these tight ends. They're getting on explosives. The and now you got to deal with Isaiah Likely. And then, uh, depending on uh, Logan, um, the dude from Washington, uh, Logan something, whatever his name is, if he's going to be a problem. And then oh, you Logan end Thomas. Logan Thomas. And yeah. then you got to end with Tyler Higby and yeah. the tight ends and Skovernick and all those guys over in uh, in, in L.A. Look, the, the, the Niners got to figure that out. I feel like, you know, back in the day, we had Jimmy Ward, we had Tart. Like, they handled tight ends. I'm sorry. They did. They handled the tight ends. They didn't give up explosives to tight ends. Damn, the Eagles scored already? Got you down. Hurts got the TD. Ain't that something? Sick TD. So Blue game. <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously, like, when I'm looking at this kid, and it was the kid from Atlanta. I forgot to mention his name. I think it's Jaunty Smith. Or, Pitts. No, Pitts is different he need to go somewhere else the other kids smith john to smith yeah john oh, smith yeah. kids a problem mm-hmm. like there's some ty- these tight ends so the niners just got to figure it out um and I, th- I think they'll be fine so limit him i don't think Mose and peachy you gotta worry i think they get back to taking care of the run game because that's where the niners defense is able to play the way that we like them to play fast, aggressive, fly to the ball. When they're stopping that run, and which they were doing in this game, they just gave up too many explosives. That's what happened. It was explosives. So 
Guys, we got the Ravens up this week. We got tons of shows going on this week. Make sure you guys uh, have your alerts set to all and make sure that they're on. We appreciate everybody for jumping in here. I want to make sure I didn't miss any Super Chat contributions. Um, I think we got two. One from Fernando. Let's get it up there. Boom, boom, boom. Ah, I like this one. Applause to Javon Kinlaw and Ambry Thomas. They've been playing well. I'm glad I'm wrong about them. John Feliciano has been good for the 49ers, too. Yo, you ain't never lied. Uh, Ken Law is looking really good. He looks, just looks really healthy. And a lot of people don't know this. But last year, Ambry Thomas was struggling with injuries all season long. He never came into camp right. I'm wondering if he's got his health back, which is allowing him to play the physical type of football. He still has to work on his positioning because he got cooked by Trey McBride on one of them passes uh, to the out of bounds. He didn't get cooked, but he was there, but he didn't have the right positioning to make a play on the ball. Okay. So, um, yeah, but that's a big tight end. You got your wide receiver covering. Um, <laughs> John Feliciano, I think he'll continue to start moving forward. Um, I, I think he'll continue to start moving forward. And then Sean and the, the Super Chat contribution says, Brock has Jesus. That is true. Brock put him first. God honors that. Those that honor him. Amen. MVP two times over league. Then Super Bowl. You ain't never lied. And Moses, this is for you. Big Daddy says, Moses, you're hard to find on YouTube. Every time I type your name in, different people type in what Moses knows. Or Moses no, knows. Or, or just, I, 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 I commented in the chat, but if he didn't see it, um, just type Moe's nose, but then after the nose, just put a period. So if you do Moe's nose with a period, it'll pop right up. That's it. Do you have it? Do you have it? Do you have it? All right, guys, look, we'll be back next Monday. Uh, no, we, we'll we we'll do the show. Shoot. Should we do a preview show Monday? Or y'all just want to chill for Christmas? Because I'm probably going to be mad. Yeah, I'm probably just gonna chill for Christmas. Yeah, I we'll just chill for Christmas. Kids. Yeah, so we'll we'll come we'll we'll, we'll do a show. Maybe we'll do a, a show on Tuesday to talk mm-hmm. about the game uh, or whatnot. Because Monday's gonna be crazy. It's Christmas. Happy holidays to everybody out there. Those that celebrate the holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa uh, to everybody out there as well. Yep. Um, listen, we appreciate you guys for tuning in. Let's go ahead and watch the Eagles find a way to lose. Come on, Seahawks. I think. I think that's what we want to say. Until then, man, stay up faithful and keep it nitty-gritty, baby. We out this Jones. Peace. Nitty-gritty, next in line is tall. Don't like it, better take a walk. Nitty-gritty, next in line is tall. We outline players up and show. Nitty-gritty, next in line is tall. Don't like it, better take a walk. Nitty gritty, this the line is tall. Line is tall. Nitty gritty, this the line is tall.